Hello and welcome to Backchat, your podcast all about scoliosis, yoga and back care. My name is Christine Jaregiberry. I'm a yoga teacher, creator of the Yogaberry Yoga for Scoliosis community and YouTube channel. And this show is all about supporting you on your scoliosis journey. So if you're looking for practical advice and inspiration on how to manage the condition with yoga and movement, then you're in the right place. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Backchat. Welcome to Yoga Berry, your yoga for scoliosis community. I'm Christine Jaregi Berry, and if this is your first time here, um, we are talking about yoga and we are talking about scoliosis. So I am a yoga teacher. I have scoliosis myself, and I've been working with people that have scoliosis for many, many years. So sharing what I know, sharing what I've learned over the years. And this is a fabulous community as well. So everyone is always really, really supportive. Make sure you ask your questions, of course. And um, today I'm actually going to be answering some questions from the Facebook group. So if you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, then make sure that you do. It's free, of course. It's called Yoga for Scoliosis Community by Yoga Berry if you want to go and find it. Um, and if you are here live right now, thank you so much. And let me know if you can hear me okay, just to make sure that all the, the tech is working all right. And what we're gonna do today is kind of like a, an open Q&A session. So if you are here live, you've got priority, you can ask your questions. And otherwise I'm going to go through the millions of questions. No, don't worry, not millions of them but I'm going to go through some of the questions that people have been asking in the, in the Facebook group and hopefully clarifying a few things for you. But before I go into that, I just wanted to say a warm welcome to Alice who has just joined the Shine membership. So um, welcome Alice, so glad to, to have you in the group. Hope you can make it soon to one of the live practices and um yeah for those of you who are in shine we've got a fabulous guest workshop on saturday um which is the the lovely abby cry and you might know her as abby with the rods on instagram she has got a long spinal fusion so she's had like proper surgeries for scoliosis and she's a, a great yoga teacher yoga practitioner so she's going to share some of her flow practices with us and this is something that you know those of you who have been coming to my classes they tend to be a little bit more gentle they tend to be slower um so she is going to speed it up a little bit and um, bringing in her style and obviously with um giving us some tips as well for those of you who are practicing with a long fusion as well so always a little bit more difficult so um, if you haven't, if you're not a Shine member, you can still join the workshop. You just have to be a Shine member for um, a month. You can always cancel after the month if you want to. But during that time, you get all the access to all the practices that are on there, all the guest workshops. So you can you can make the most of that. So the um, link for that is in the description below. Again, Saturday, it's 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. my time, which is London time is the the workshop with abby so that's my little bit of 
announcement <laughs> before I get into it. So again, if you are here live, just let me know if you can hear me okay, um, if everything is working all right. Seems to be, as I can see, Laura saying hello from Buenos Aires. And I'm going to start with Christine, and this is not me, Christine, another Christine, um, asking about using a yoga trapeze. And I know that a number of you are always interested in, in knowing about this. And if you're not sure what a yoga trapeze is, um, there's different different terms for it. So in Iyengar yoga, they use um, ropes, they use pelvic sling. Um, in aerial yoga, it comes up with the, kind of, again, not quite ropes, what are they called? Um, yeah. Anyway, like bands hanging hanging off. But the purpose of this thing is basically to hang yourself upside down. And Christina's asking, she's saying, has anyone had success relieving pain by using a yoga trapeze or another type of device that allows for inversion? I have a moderate S-curve. Lumbar curve is approximately 48 degrees. So I would classify this even as a, as a severe um, curvature. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, so she's asking, is, is this a, a good idea? Can it help with pain? And I think these are kind of two different questions, probably. So um, I have, like personally, in general, I love being upside down. Um, I find it quite um, invigorating. I find it really energizing. Um, I love trying out new things and you know i i think it's 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 um it's fun right um and i'm just telling you 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 might be asking well why are you telling me this that you find it fun it's always about what is your intention and why are you doing these things right so if christine is asking me about pain relief to relieve pain my first instinct would probably not be the one to hang myself upside down. However, I am not in her body. So maybe she she finds this super beneficial and she really enjoys it. And fun in itself can be really important in terms of um, pain relief. So just think about something fun or, or, or an activity that you find fun. It's very difficult to be experiencing um, chronic pain while you're having fun. So this is just something to, to say about that. In general, is this a good idea? I usually say that if you are um, a, of a body type that is hypermobile, so are not kind of super strong and maybe lacking some stability in the body, then I don't think hanging is a good idea because you are just putting a lot of pressure onto the joints. However, if you're generally a, per a person who's very, very strong and well supported, then this can be absolutely great and it could be really, really beneficial. And having said this as well about traction, so creating traction and length in the spine is really, really um, beneficial for scoliosis because as we know what what's happening with our scoliosis and with that muscle imbalance with that um, 
spinal imbalance, the spine kind of being pulled over to one side, maybe over to the other side, lower down or higher up with a compensation. Um, there is a tendency for tight and short muscles to become even shorter, even tighter too. So pulling you further into your scoliosis. And this is because of gravity, right? So because we live on planet Earth and there is gravity um, to that extent of what we experience, if we are on our feet all day, if we are upright or not on our feet, just sitting, we are still subjected to the forces of gravity, which will pull us further into our scoliosis, especially if we don't have a way of resetting. So if you turn yourself upside down and having some traction there can be, can be good. It can be really, really beneficial. But as I said, for the right person at the right time. So again, if, if you're mainly doing it for pain relief, I would not go into like a, a full on Iyengar sling or rope or anything like this and be completely upside down. I would probably kind of look at maybe an inversion table or something that is a little bit more gradual, right? So inversion tables, you can um, control a little bit better. So you, you're not completely fully upside down, but maybe just slightly upside down. So I've, lots of people have, have found this great, beneficial. I think you either love it or hate it. And you kind of will probably know if this is for you or not. Again, with hypermobility, people who are not super strong, I would uh, probably advise to to stay away from it un unless you've, you've built up to the strength to support your joints in this position. Hi, Sue. Um, thanks for joining me. So I am just taking questions from the um, Facebook group today. But if you are here live and you've got questions, then you do absolutely have um, priority. Good. So we've got another day in paradise. Love it. I used to be able to hang out, but now have to get relief from laying over a large exercise ball. Yes. And thank you for pointing this out. So there are another, there are other ways of doing an inversion and getting relief. So I love, and I'm sure I've got some, if I haven't got it on Instagram, I need to make a, a post about this. Huh. It's not on Instagram. So let me do a post right after this. Um, a downward dog is an inversion, right? And if we do the downward dog with the, the belt around the around the door, around the doorknobs, for example, or if you are in an Iyengar yoga studio and you're using the ropes, that is great traction, but you have your hands to support yourself there. You're not free hanging. Um, so that's my... A slight problem with the completely free hanging and it could be quite nice for a little bit but yeah I it's not something I would do all the time and um, yes yeah, so there's definitely other ways and I like this suggestion of a large exercise ball as well you know you can hang over there that's you know that sounds delicious to me um, there's other ways of doing this without being in a completely full-on inverted position hanging like a monkey from a tree um that gives us gives us a little bit more support and a, a little bit more stability 
Good. Um, so another day in paradise is saying, what I missed from hanging is that on inversion table, I was able to work the costral converse area. Okay, you're going to have to clarify this a little bit more. Um, so an inversion table, again, as I said, you have more control, right? You, you can, maybe that's what you're, what you're saying, you can control different areas maybe that you want to access a little bit more that you want to to lengthen a little, little bit more if you are just hanging upside down <coughs> with the rope it's much harder to control basically good so let me move on to the next question unless you've got something else you want to add this and i'm just looking at all the Lovely pictures that people have been posting in the in the Facebook group, and my assistant Phoebe is always um, she's she's posting the the um, introduction or the the welcome post, and there's always really cute images of animals doing yoga, so I do love that. Uh, okay, so you're saying between the ribs, okay, in, intercostals, yes, that's that's what I would that's what I would call them, um, yes. I agree. So with an inversion table, you probably have a little bit more access there. Good. So let me get to the next question, which was from Amina. And Amina is saying, hello, everyone. I'm 18. I got diagnosed with scoliosis about a year ago, but my back pain started when I was about 11 or 12, I feel like my posture kind of manifested into my scoliosis. Sometimes the pain gets so uncomfortable that it pinches. My curve is like my upper mid back. I know it doesn't look like a lot. And she's she's posted a photo of her x-ray. But trust me, I don't know what life is like without back pain. Do you guys have any advice on something that would help? Thank you so much, Amina, for your question. And I think a lot of people in the group can absolutely empathize with this. I certainly can. So my back pain um, started when I was a teenager as well. So I can relate to this. And I know um, what it's like when people kind of dismiss you and, and say, mm, well, there's nothing, you know, well, there's nothing we can do. So kind of just get on with it. Um, and I also what I do want to say about this is the the amount of curvature is not directly linked to the amount of pain that people experience. So there is no correlation. There's no direct correlation. It doesn't mean the more curvature you've got that you've got more pain. And very often it's the mild cases that actually cause more problems. I'm not sure why that is. But I've seen it many, many times. I've also seen that lumbar curves tend to cause more problems than thoracic curves, even though thoracic curvatures are more visible. In terms of pain, it seems to be the other way around, that the lumbar curves actually cause more pain because they're closer to the pelvis, of course, and then they can, there can be other um, imbalances as well. So that's the first thing to say to this, Amina. So don't worry. Um, it's absolutely valid what what you're experiencing and what you're feeling. It doesn't matter what it looks like to to other people. So do not worry about that. Um, 
in terms of what to do about the, the back pain. I'm hoping that some of the videos that I, I post on YouTube, the practice videos are, are helpful, are helping you. And there's a number of things that you can do. I would start with some breathing practices. I would start with um, some possibly some relaxation. And this is just the way of, that I work. I feel like before we start kind of strengthening and building up all the um, resilience, which is really important, we kind of need to address what is there right now. And if there is pain, I always start with releasing first and maybe some gentle movements, maybe some gentle releasing. But there's, you know, other than yoga, of course, there's plenty of other things that you can do. You can try heat, of course. Um, you can just try kind of walking and, and see that, what, what, what helps there. I would also try to, um, and I wish I had done this earlier, I wish I had done this as a, as a teenager, um, start to kind of have a diary on and notice when the pain is coming and, and noticing maybe what the pain is trying to tell you. Um, there might be some hidden messages there, right? And we sometimes were very quick at linking pain to a certain thing, an event, an injury. Um, obviously, if you've broken your arm, it's fairly obvious why you've got pain. But sometimes you've got pain that is persistent, that that hasn't got a, a kind of a direct link or cause. And then we create this link and this kind of connection in, in our brain. But just considering that it might not be that, it might be something else. So just some questions to, to ask yourself, you know, when is it, when does it appear? When is it getting worse? What what do you do to make it better? Because I'm sure, um, Amina, that you already have lots of tools. You already probably know lots of things that make it better. And it's kind of about paying attention to some of these things. So I'm, I'm hoping that this is useful to you, Amina. Um, thank you for your question. So I'm going to move on to Fiona. Where is she? I had so many questions in there. Okay, so this is another a longer one as well. And again, if you are here live, feel free to type into the chat if, if there's anything you've you've got to add, of course, um, or if there's anything you want to ask. So Fiona is saying, I was diagnosed with scoliosis when I was 16. I'm 40 years old now. I was told when I was 16 that scoliosis had nothing to do with my back pain and it was mild. Kind of confirming what I just said before, right? That um, this is often what what you're told. And, and this is very, I, I get a little bit annoyed when, when people say that. I do still think that scoliosis does have something to do with pain. I'm not saying that it's not linked um, at all. And I think when you are experiencing pain, it is valid. So it needs to be addressed. So just telling someone it's got nothing to do with scoliosis is not very helpful, right? So fast forward 10 or so years, I sought advice from a physio who gave me exercises, but nothing helped my pain. I was told it was something I would have to live with. 
I'm now 40, getting stiffer, etc. Would you guys recommend seeing a physio again or a chiropractor? Not sure where to go and what to do. At 16, I wasn't given any information about scoliosis and I've just dealt with it on my own for all these years. It's a lower back curve, no idea of degree or side, but now I have one leg longer than the other and my shoulders are uneven, fed up with the ache, numbness and sciatica help. So again, Fiona, I, I think that a lot of people in the, in the group, in this community can empathize with, with this absolutely. And um, yeah, sometimes the, the information is, is, is really not enough right when you go and see a health professional and they say well there's nothing we can do but maybe there's something i can do i don't mean like me but you yourself right is there something that you can do about it to to make this better and we do know that scoliosis doesn't go away at least the structural scoliosis we will be living with it um and yes you can maybe reduce it to a certain extent but the spine will not be straight there if there is a structural scoliosis there will um there will be always a scoliotic pattern there so it is about living with it and it is about learning how to to move well how to sit well how to feel well and what you can do to reset to rebalance again I, I talked about this in the in the beginning with the kind of effects that gravity has on the body to reset all of this and make sure that we are as comfortable as possible and that we are well now and Fiona is saying she's 40 now and we hope that she is is well and can move well when she's 50 60 70 80 90 right so that is really the goal um and yes, I can imagine that you're fed up with numbness is always a red flag and um, something that does need to be addressed. So I would look at some other health practitioners if they haven't um, if, if they haven't quite found what the problem is. And numbness usually has something to do with nerves. Nerve, well, it's kind of the last stage of nerve problems. So numbness is not good. So I would definitely get that checked out. That can come for a number of things. Um, very often it's 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 linked to the spine. So it might well be that there's something pressing on, on the nerves, which go um, along the spine, of course. So make sure you find someone um, who can help you with that. And I'm just, I'm looking in that direction because that's why my question is. Um, and you were asking, is it a physio or chiropractor? And in my experience, mm, this is very difficult. And it depends on which country you are in, of course, and um, what sort of education they've got. So I've come across really bad chiropractors and I've come across really good chiropractors. Same with physios, same with osteopaths. They do have different approaches. So um, my go-to personally is usually an osteopath, but that is here in the UK. And I know that they are very different in, the, in, the, in America, for example. Um, but this is who I would personally see. And I thankfully have got a very good 
osteopath who's, who's, who's brilliant and who always um, sorts me out when I've, when I've got a problem. Chiropractor, mm, I don't know. I feel like, again, if you have someone who's, who's, who's really knowledgeable and who knows about scoliosis and all of that, you can be in luck there and, and find someone who can really help you. Um, but it might, it might be that you need a little bit more. Good. Uh, Kate is asking, will there be a next live? Will there be someone else to talk to? <laughs> I'm not going to take this personally, Kate. So I do have interview guests. Yes. And next week I'm going to be talking um, to one of my SHINE members. So she's going to tell us about her scoliosis journey. And um, she's got a daughter as well who has got scoliosis herself. So we're going to have a chat. And then the week after, we've got Evelyn Chung, who is a fabulous yoga teacher. And um, she is going to, to share her thoughts on yoga and scoliosis as well. So yes, there are a few other people that are lined up. But if there is anyone that you would like to see, of course, on Backchat, then do feel free to let me know. Okay, Devika is saying, uh, I'm 21. Um, is there a chance to cure scoliosis by using a brace? So at 21, I'm going to, without me being a, a doctor, disclaimer here, um, a yoga teacher, even though I have been working with scoliosis for a very long time, um, I'm going to say no here especially if this is a structural scoliosis. So a brace can be super useful if um, the, the patient or the person who needs the, the treatment is still growing. So that's what the brace is usually used for. And they actually, for teenagers, they usually stop bracing once the kids are not growing anymore. So I feel at 21, um, I don't know how much correction that brace would actually give you. So I would question that and, and maybe asking why, why you've been suggested a, a brace. Um, so again, sometimes, you know, again, there might be a reason why your health professional might have, have um, suggested this, but it's very rare that braces are given to adults. So they're usually given to um, kids who are still growing and where there's a chance that why they grow into that, you know, uh, with the brace that the scoliosis is corrected along the way. Good. Um, diagnosed as a teen, currently late 50s, also have extra lumbar ELAS, Danlos, RA, etc. fell in 2017 and have not been able to get back to my previous activity level. Yeah, this is difficult, right? And sometimes if we if we have um, an injury or if, if something something happened and you know we all have lives obviously of course it can be very difficult and, and I'm just thinking about some of my some of my clients who have had children, you know, and um, you know, cesareans and, and things like that, it can sometimes be taking a very, very long time to get back to yourself. But 
I would not give up hope um, at all. So, you know, 50, you're, you're still young. I'm going to say you're still young. Um, things can get better. And, and, and I do have people that I work with in their 70s and 80s, and they've made um, enormous improvements. So I would say it's never too late. And yes, it's very difficult sometimes, but it's not impossible, right? It's not impossible. So let's kind of be be hopeful. And um, I find especially people in kind of my age and 40s and 50s who kind of are almost worse off than people in their 70s and 80s. I don't know if that makes sense to to anyone and if you've experienced that but very often i'm i'm just super impressed with with the 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 ones in their 70s and 80s and how they kind of manage and maybe they have gone through some difficult times but they pick themselves up and they um dedicated some time to to themselves and 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 maybe slowed down a little bit but very often they are in much better shape than the younger ones isn't that interesting right Good. So, um, Fiona, I'm, I'm hoping that I've sort of answered your your question. So, um, again, I, me personally, I would go to an osteopath, but again, that depends on uh, the country that you're in, and maybe, you know, ask around and and, and see if, if people can recommend anyone in your area as well. So, it, it's not so much the exact profession, but I do feel it's the it's the individual. And sometimes you do have to try out a few people um, before you come across someone who's actually helping you. And um, yes, numbness, I would definitely get that checked out. Sciatica is a little bit easier to deal with, let's say. Um, but numbness, it would be a red flag for me. And and I would, you know, if, if you were working with me, I would definitely refer you to to someone else to get that looked at and to get it sorted. Good. Lovely. So um, let me know, guys, if there's anything, if there's any other questions, make sure um, if you want to join us for the practice, for the flow practice with Abby on Saturday, that you sign up for the Shine membership by Friday evening, um, just to make sure you get all the links and all the information that you need to join the practice. She has got a full spinal fusion herself. She is a fabulous yoga teacher. She's got a very impressive practice and she's going to give us a little bit of a different um, perspective as well from someone who had spinal surgery, went through the recovery and all of that and doesn't have a huge amount of flexibility um, in her spine and how she's still able to, to practice and how she's able to teach and how she's able to go to regular yoga classes, but maybe considering um, some other ways of moving. And I think this is really, really relevant. Also, if you haven't had um, scolio, if you haven't had spinal fusion, um, because all the movements that she does are kind of will be with respect to the structure and to keeping the, the, the back and the spine neutral and supported and i think this is something that mm, 
we without spinal fusions are not so good at because we don't have to pay attention to this right because we have the flexibility and we have the bendiness um, there's much more room for being in our scoliosis pattern and and kind of collapsing into it so if you have a, a, a fusion surgery you will not have this freedom and um yeah i you know you can obviously see this as a positive and as a negative but i think that there's a lot of things that we can learn from someone who um is kind of restricted in that way good uh, another day in paradise is saying this is perfect i've been approved for fusion thoracic through lumbar and i'm terrified right you know so the session is going to be for you um so abby does have a long fusion so sometimes there there are differences between the the different fusions and obviously if you have a lumbar fusion again this is still going to be relevant for you because there will be things that you have to be careful with but um especially if you're going to be fused the whole length of the spine you're going to be practicing differently and there will be things that you need to kind of relearn and that you need to do differently than somebody who doesn't have a fusion. So I hope that you can join us for the practice. Again, if you're not a member, don't worry, you can just sign up for the membership, just enjoy all the benefits for a month. And then just make sure that you, you cancel before it's being renewed. Or obviously, we love to have you as a member, we've got a weekly practice just before this chat. So at 2pm my time, um we've got all kind of guest workshops obviously like this one and there are plenty of longer practice ad free videos um in the membership as well specific and i always create the content according to what people are asking for um because yeah i obviously i can be um i can be sharing my practice but at the end of the day i want to make sure that i create um things that um, are relevant. Good, lovely. So Lauren is saying just sign, just signed on and heard you talking about the numbness. I had an issue with numbness, which became a very excruciating sciatica issue. Orthopedist and physical therapist both recommended McKenzie. Yeah, McKenzie, McKenzie, yes. So along, this has been, McKenzie has been around for a long time and it, it's, you know, a lot of back extensions and, and things like that, which can be which can be helpful. But it depends on where where it's coming from. So this sounds to me like a um, like a disc bulging disc issues. And then, you know, a lot of times those sort of McKenzie exercises are recommended. But it's very important, again, <clears throat> that you have to um, that you get really get to the root of this right before you do numbness again it's it's kind of a no-no for me and i would always really get to the bottom of this okay so move with which is extreme flexion this ended up exacerbating it anyone uh she goes to should be an expert in scoliosis as well yes so this is um um a recommendation right um to the numbness question absolutely i agree so yeah thank you lauren for sharing that 
um, I agree. It, it should be someone who who does understand, who's got knowledge of of scoliosis. Um, but yeah, McKenzie is a, is a method, um, but it's certainly not not the only one. And you know that again, you might have to have an MRI or something like that to really get to the bottom of where this is coming from. Right, good. So thank you so much, everyone. Next week, I'm going to chat with the lovely um, Karen, who's one of our Shine members, and talking about her. So she's got a severe thoracolumbar curve, and her daughter also has scoliosis. So it's going to be really interesting to get her thoughts as both the scoliosis sufferer herself and then having a child um, who's got scoliosis as well. So hopefully, um, you can tune into that maybe or you can always check out the replay afterwards hopefully i see some of you on saturday for the workshop with abby and otherwise see you soon bye everyone i hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did i would be super grateful if, if you could leave me a five star rating and review which will help me to create lots more amazing content if you have any questions or suggestions, reach out to me on Instagram at yogaberry.scoliosis or visit my website at www.yogaberry.net.